Well, folks, good morning to you, Dave Sheds. Jerry Adams here at Rich. And I really hope you're enjoying this fine weather and taking care of yourself. I also hope that you're enjoying Fela and Fubble. I was uh, there last night in the fabulous Damien Dempsey, followed by Amel de May, and then Nee Cabin. And it was just such a wonderful evening, a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous August balmy night with the Black Mountain in the background and the crowd in the foreground and these performers, including local performers. But I have to say, Nee Cap'n made me smile. They are obscene, profane, harmonious, provocative, lyrical, topical, and absolutely quirky. So keep enjoying the failure for the next uh, wee while. It's all over by the time you listen to this podcast by Shea Krikna-Harish. It'll be finished now for another year. A huge shout out to all the Fela team, to Kevin and all of the people working with him and to all of the volunteers and to Big Harry and everybody. And especially, if I may say so, the breadth and the depth of the discussions and debates. Really, really a wonderful weekend. So this was also uh, the weekend in which it was a very, very successful concert. Again, Damien Dempsey with other uh, prominent Irish artists down in Holland Assyria in Liberty Hall in Dublin in support of the Moore Street Preservation Trust. And during the failure uh, on, on Monday, Honourney Brailhorn, the grandniece of Joseph Plunkett, one of the executed leaders of 1916, and Sean O'Murray and Clena Neve Randner, spoke of the work of the Preservation Trust and their efforts to protect the historic Moore Street Quarter. And these challenges are enormous. They've been made even more difficult by the attitude of the Irish government. Last year in April, Antishach, Michal Martin, met the developer Hammerson, who planned to demolish much of the Moore Street battlefield site. And when Hammerson produced their development proposal, the accompanying PR statement to the media included an endorsement by Antishach. So the hard work to save this iconic street and this historic environment and barons and to prevent the destruction of the buildings that are absolutely central to the story of these two rising needs the support of everyone who believes that we must protect our national heritage and this part of our revolutionary history. So right to Antishach, right to any TD, right to your local MLAs and others in this part of the, the world and be part of the preservation of the Moore Street Battlefield site. It was also again another desperately bad week in Gaza. And last, last Friday, the government of Israel launched three days of unprovoked airstrikes and artillery fire into the Gaza Strip. 44 Palestinians, including 15 children, were killed and almost 400 were wounded. And the images on social media of children wrapped in their white shrouds and others injured and crying were deeply distressing. In the past 14 years, the Israeli government has waged four wars on Gaza in which 4,000 people, over 1,000 of them children, have been killed. I welcome the fact that there's now a ceasefire. 
but there will be no peace in that region without a meaningful peace process. And there's no peace process. And for as long as the Gaza Strip remains under siege and Palestinians land and water has been stolen in the occupied territories, this is a deep and shameful injustice. And the international community have been silent in the face of this aggression. The difference in attitude between the totally unacceptable Russian invasion of Ukraine and the equally unacceptable Israeli government apartheid system of violence against the Palestinians is hypocritical. The Irish government is on the UN Security Council. It failed in May to take a strong stand against the Israeli government when the journalist Shireen Abu Aklak was murdered by an Israeli soldier. And our government in Dublin seems set on continuing with its equivocation. It's long past the time that the international community took a firm stand in support of the right of the Palestinian people to their own state. And it's long past the time that our government made a stand in support of this. The whole issue of uh, the deep scandal of the profits being garnered by the big fuel companies against the whole cause of living Christ. It would be wrong in any circumstance, but deeply wrong uh, as the cost of living crisis takes such a terrible toll on families. And food and energy bills are increasing, pushing more and more people into debt and poverty. And the, the governments and most of the media try to explain this by the dire situation in Ukraine and the ongoing war. While it's obvious that this is clearly having an impact, it cannot explain the monstrous profits being made by the oil and gas industry and by energy companies worldwide. The dramatic increase in fuel and energy costs have pushed up production costs, transport costs, and the price paid by the consumer for food and petrol and heating. And it's all interconnected. Strip away the propaganda and the underlying cause is easily explained. Capitalism places profit over and above all other considerations. Its goal is to extract oil and gas and sell them at a price that will maximise their profit. They're feeding the fires of the climate crisis. They're destroying the, prof the, the planet and pushing millions into poverty. Corporate greed and the ability of multinationals to influence political parties and governments their ability to manage media reporting and to shape public opinion are all part of this equation. In these decades of neoliberalism, it is just absolutely phenomenal that the oil and gas profits for the most recent economic quarter see that uh, Shell and Shervin each made 12 billions in profit. BP revealed that it had tripled its profits in the same three-month period to a staggering $7 billion. Exxon Mobil made $18 billion. United Nations Secretary, the United Nations Secretary uh, General recently described this grotesque greed and the shameful behaviour of the fossil fuel companies and their financial backers as unacceptable. 
in the first quarter of 2022, the largest companies will have racked up almost 100 billion of profit. And while the profits being earned this year by the oil and gas companies are greater than before, their ability to make huge profits has been around for a very long time. A recent analysis of oil and gas profits reveals that since 1970, fossil fuel companies have made a staggering £52 trillion pounds and dollars in profit. In numerous analyses, the experts have concluded that the profits were inflated by the cartels of countries artificially restricting supply. Some of the analysis based on World Bank data concludes that in the past five decades, the oil and gas companies have been making $2.8 billion a day in pure profit. Now you contrast that with world hunger, with the awfulness of death in Africa and in other poor places, and ask yourself, is this fair? The, the profits were inflated by cartels of countries artificially restricting supply. This analysis, which is based on World Bank data, concludes that in the past five decades, the oil and gas companies have been making $2.8 billion a day. That's £2.3 billion a day in pure profit. The fuel companies and the banks that back them have humanity by the throat. And the analysis that looks at any of this will see that the fossil fuel industry has invested heavily in pseudoscience and public relations with a false narrative to minimise their responsibility for climate change. Successive UN reports and conferences have revealed the link between fossil fuels and climate change. The threat to our planet and to millions of people from excessive heat, from drought, from famine, from rising sea levels, wars and forced migration is happening around us every day. A recent report in The Guardian revealed that the big fossil fuel companies, with the support of governments that claim to be leaders in protecting the climate, are planning scores of projects that will drive a coach and horses through the 1.5c increase agreed at the Paris Climate Change Conference in 2015. The Guardian reports these plans include 195 carbon bombs, gigantic oil and gas projects that would each result in at least 1 billion tonnes of CO2 emissions over their lifetimes. In total, equivalent to about 18 years of current global CO2 emissions. About 60% of these have already started pumping. The reality is that first world countries like Britain, Australia, Canada, the USA and others are undermining efforts to limit global emissions of green House gases. There are political leaders who are making the calculation that the interests of the fossil fuel companies and their outrageous profits are of greater importance in the lives of working people and especially of those in the developing world that will bear the brunt of climate change and its human and societal impact. Last week a report by the Social Policy Unit of the University of York predicted that by next January 
Over 70% of households here in the north of Ireland will be living in fuel poverty. This is dramatically higher than the 18% figure from four years ago. Lower wages paid to workers here compared to Britain, allied to the already high levels of disadvantage and the fact that the government's price caps do not, that the British government does not apply here, means that the households, the vast majority of them in this part of the island, are facing significant financial challenges. That prediction by the University of York means that over half a million households will be impacted or almost one and a half million people will be struggling to heat their homes. It's now widely accepted that in some families, parents are already doing without food in order to feed their children or to heat their homes. Board Geish Energy in the South last week announced that its operating profits grew by 74% in the first half of 2022 from 19 million last year to 39.4 million so far this year. Now tackling this crisis internationally is not going to be easy with so many governments and hock to the fossil fuel companies. Nevertheless, we must persevere. We cannot give up. A greater emphasis on renewables, on carbo-neutral energy systems is key to our future. But one step that could be brought in now and that would help households in the north in the short term would be for the DUP to go back into the executive to release the £400 million that could be used to help families. Another thing that could happen immediately is that a windfall tax on the fossil fuel companies could be imposed with the money raised going to help households. And that will be, I think, an essential element of any strategy focused on confronting the challenges of climate change and the cost of living crisis arising from the shocking profits being made by the oil and gas companies. Now, while this cannot wait until we have an end to the union, the failed union imposed on us by London, and while we, we do need to have self-government to take our own decisions, we can't wait. We have to take steps now. But surely it's self-evident that London will not look after Irish interests. We need to do that ourselves. The sooner, the better. So, shin shin, folks. Winnegy Saltmara Dirt May. August be Bio August Sowell Tellation Amsher Che. So, I'm going to go out with uh, Ewan McCall and Legal Illegal. There's also a wonderful rendition of this song by Frances Black, but I couldn't put my hands on tonight. It's illegal to rip off a payroll It's illegal to hold up a train 
But it's legal to rip off a million or two That comes from the labour that other folk do To plunder the many on behalf of the few Is a thing that is perfectly legal It's illegal to kill off a landlord Or to trespass upon his estate but to charge a high rent for a slum is okay To condemn two adults and three children to stay In a hovel that's rotten with damp and decay Is a thing that is perfectly legal If your job turns you into a zombie It's legal to feel some despair But don't be aggressive, that is, if you're smart And for Christ's sake, don't upset the old apple cart Remember the boss has your interests at heart And it grieves him to see you unhappy If you fashion a bomb in the kitchen You're guilty of breaking the law but a bloody great nuclear plant is okay Though plutonium processing hastens the day When this tight little isle may be blasted away Nonetheless it is perfectly legal It's illegal if you are a gypsy To camp by the side of the road but it's proper and right for the rich and the great To live in a mansion and own an estate That was got from the people by pillage and rape That's what they call a tradition It's illegal to carve up your missus Or put poison in your old man's but poison the rivers, the seas and the skies And poison the mind of the nation with lies If it's done in the interests of free enterprise Then it's proper and perfectly legal It's legal to join a trade union And to pick it is one of your rights but don't be offensive when scabs cross the line Be nice to the coppers and keep this in mind To pick it effectively, that is a crime Worse than if you had murdered your mother It's legal to sing on the telly But they make bloody sure that you don't if you sing about racists and fascists and creeps And thieves in high places who live off the weak And those who are selling us right up the creek The twisters, the takers, the con men, the fakers The whole bloody gang of exploiters 